Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's box office breakdown. You're live. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Box Office Breakdown. Of course, this is the show where we like to get together and talk about the box office that was, but then we also like to... Prague. Not. Stiff. Kate. (laughs) There we go. Uh, About the box office that lie ahead. Uh, I am Frank Moran. What's up, Carrie Lane here? Brandon Hanna here. Oh, and of course, making us look good. Hopefully sounding great for everybody here. Uh, Ryan in the uh, the, the, the tech. That's right. Right here. How are we doing, y'all? Good to see you. We uh, are pulling through during this this really crazy time. Indeed. That's true. So, I mean, much like everybody else, whether they're uh, taking time off of work or uh, not congregating in big, huge spaces with large numbers of people, uh, AfterBuzz is uh, being sensitive to that as well. So we are all hanging out at our respective homes and using the power of the interweb, the internets, the intertubes, all of those things to come together. So even when we may not be in the same room, you can still hear all the delightful things that we have to say about movies. Oh, I Frank, like that. We also have the live chat up as usual, and we have people here. So that's awesome. You all are digitally joining us because, you know, Yes, things are a bit wonky, of course, um, but, you know, we can still connect and talk about movies online. True. Plus, you also get to see uh, just a little sneak, a little snippet into our personal lives. You can see the enormous amount of garbage behind me. Uh, you can see Carrie's really cool couch. And then you can see Brandon, who's not going to talk very loud because the kidnappers could find him at any moment. <laughs> I, yes, I am currently hiding in my closet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice closet you know all the, cl- all the clothes i think make for decent acoustics so i'm not uh. complaining <laughs> so uh folks this uh this will be a little bit of, you know a little bit of the usual show but a little bit different we're gonna look back at last week's uh this weekend's top five uh we'll talk some international numbers uh but we don't have any major releases so the uh box office break that'll probably take a couple weeks off and come back april 5th because April 10th will be our next big release, which is Trolls World Tour. So yeah. we'll be dark for two weeks, but we wanted to come together at least for today because we did have a couple of new films that came out this weekend that I know at least Carrie and I have seen one of them. So we will uh, talk about that. We'll talk about uh, some blood sport and uh, some thoughts about the hunt as well. But uh, as always, folks, let's kick it off. Uh, well, if you want to stay in touch, Carrie mentioned the live chat, but you know, you can like us on Facebook. You can give us five stars on iTunes. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, all of those. Uh, and <laughs> Carrie, if they're watching after we stream live, what can they do? You can comment down below. And I'm so glad you guys are joining us and joining us in the live chat. And then actually, as Frank mentioned, with us taking the break, you could tweet at us afterwards as well, which we'll give those handles at the end. That is true. So we'll kick it off here with this week's top five. A very, as I think nobody would be too surprised to figure out, is that Box Office was a, a major drop this mm-hmm. weekend, even with two new releases there to uh, 10 people. Actually, three new releases, excuse me, with I Still Believe. Uh, but coming in at number one again was Onward with uh, just $10.5 million. Didn't take much to get the number one spot. Uh, number two was one of the new films this week, which surprised me. It came in as high as it did was I Still Believe, $9.5 million. Did either of you see it? 
Nope. No. I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that it uh, finished number two at the box office, but I can see under the current circumstances how that yeah. uh, ended up happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, in this times, I mean, uh, with a, a faith-based film, it does hit a particular target audience. Uh, and, you know, with a reduced uh, number of people going to the movies, they could, I could see how it would be coming to number two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but coming in at number three is Bloodshot, the other new film this week. Uh, $9.3 million, just narrowly beat out the top Pretty seven bad. spot. Uh, <laughs> Carrie and myself saw it. We'll give some general thoughts here, but towards the end, we'll do a little bit more of a, a deeper dive. Yeah. So in case you haven't seen it and you do want to see it, uh, there will be, uh, you'll have a chance to duck out so you don't have any, uh, anything spoiled for you. But Carrie, what'd you think uh, overall? Um, well, I must say, as we've talked about with some movies, the, we're, uh, the circumstances of what's going on do affect your viewings. It was interesting that my, our theaters locally limited to a hundred people in a screening. I don't think there was a hundred people in there, but everybody was kind of like big chunks of space. And you sat down and you're just like, I don't even sip your water wrong. You don't want to cough. <laughs> um, so that was an interesting added level to watching a movie. But the movie Bloodshot, I thought it was really fun. It definitely has that comic book vibe. There were some scenes like the flower was so cool. And if you haven't seen it, you're like, what are you talking about? Um, don't worry, it's not a spoiler. It's a really cool spot. Um, some of it, yeah, it's a bit cheesy or corny and whatnot. but it was just a, you know, it's was, it was a nice just kind of disconnect, action, violence, some kind of futuristic vibe with the sci-fi, you know, the technology. So I thought it was very entertaining. Uh, Brandon, I know your love for Vin Diesel uh, as one of the uh, top draws in the action community. Why did you not see this movie this weekend? Yeah, unfortunately, I was not able to see any new movies this weekend. I decided to self-quarantine and instead eat a ridiculous amount of Girl Scout cookies that my parents had sent me in the mail, and also just watch movies on streaming services and Blu-ray, like Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky uh, Bobby, so and Plane, Trains, Brent. and Automobiles. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, for you, who would have been Tom Cruise? Would Tom Cruise have been enough for you to forgo self-quarantining if he had a film opening this weekend? I think with a with a name like TC Legend, as we like to call him, uh, over uh, at Action Industries, I think yes, definitely, I would be forced to go see Tom Cruise, no matter what the circumstances. Maybe an earthquake, a blizzard, a hurricane, <laughs> a pandemic—you yeah. name it. When TC Legend uh, has a movie, you show up at the box office. Interesting. So, uh, so Vin Diesel doesn't quite make the cut. TC absolutely does. Yeah, not quite. A lot of love and respect for Vin Diesel, and I will go see that uh, movie, especially with it being a comic book movie, but unfortunately, wasn't able to get out to go see it this weekend. I, actually, I'll ask one more for you, Brendan. The Rock. Where does he fall? See it? Don't see it. Uh, see The Rock? I love The Rock. He's uh, been called Franchise Viagra. He elevates any movie that he's in, but at the same time, he's also been kind of oversaturated lately. So I just don't really go out to see every rock movie as well. Uh, especially I haven't seen the latest Jumanji movie yet. And I don't know if I will. Uh, but love the rock again. Just not quite there for me to, to risk it. Got it. Uh, well, Carrie, I 
you know, it wasn't a terrible time at the theater, but I felt like this movie felt so 90s to me. So 90s. Uh, where it's just, it was like a movie that was almost, it wanted to be a comic book movie, but yet it didn't want to embrace the comic book ness of it. Uh, so we get more into more, my frustrations with that. But uh, I feel like in 2020, and especially as Valiant uh, Entertainment's their first foray into films and they want to exploit their properties, I don't think this is the best execution. And if this is what they want to, I mean, I feel like you're setting a statement of what, like, what you can do with your properties, uh, especially as a as a, a a smaller comic book company. And if this is what you're going to put up for your very first film, I'm not very confident in what else they do with their other properties. Let me ask you something, Frank. This is Ryan. Please, Ryan. Ryan in the so and so so called booth. Uh, <laughs> for Bloodshot, you know, every movie is being pushed. Every movie is being delayed. They were kind of caught, unfortunately, like right in the middle of the storm, where everyone every studio is deciding to push the film or not. Do you think, you know, they pushed F9. Why don't you think they pushed this movie? Do you think it was too late? Uh, do you think there was even a time they could push it? Or do you think that would even made a difference? You know, this, I mean, they could have pushed this to late August. This could, this had to feel like it, it could have been like a late August movie. So they could have done that. But I, I don't know. I mean, it certainly would have made more money than it did this weekend, I think, even in late August. Uh, but it's still, it wouldn't have helped the movie itself. I mean, it'd be one thing if the, if the movie was fantastic and you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm bummed. A lot of people didn't get a chance to see this. Hopefully in the weeks to come, they'll get a chance to go check it out. But eh, this, I feel like the studio probably knew that it was just fine. They weren't gonna, the movie wasn't gonna make tons for them. And so I, think, I would think that they said like, well, it's not gonna make a lot anyway. Let's just keep it here. Do you uh, do you think that uh, movies, these movies that are out right now, that obviously not a lot of people are going to see because of everything going on, do you think they're going to end up having a more extended run in the theaters, or are studios just going to cut their losses and move on? Well, probably I mean, I cut their like, losses and move on. Yeah, I mean, they, there's no new. I mean, until April 10th, so I feel like for these next two weeks, it they're they're going to be just sitting in there because there's nothing else to to knock them out. That's so, true. I mean, I feel like until Trolls comes out, I feel like that's the only, that's, I, I think the next time we'll see any kind of shakeup in the, uh, in the box office. And I'll be curious to see how well that opens, uh, depending on how we are as a uh, country, as a, as a planet at that point. Yeah. Well, as yeah, long as really... if they keep movie theaters open too. No, I mean, you know, it's, it's tough to hit those, the hit the numbers that studios want if you're doing only a hundred people per screening. Yeah. Or yeah, you're right. closing down theaters like they did in France. Yeah, I think AMC is uh, limiting all their theaters to 50% capacity and no more than 250 per theater. Um, so that's going to definitely have a huge impact. And I don't even think they're going to sell out that much if more and more people are rightfully staying home. Um, but I, Ryan did bring up uh, F9 getting pushed back an entire year. Oh, and, oh yeah. That hurts. Uh, I get it, yes, but it hurts. I uh we'll uh we'll talk about all the the effects for all the films that we're so excited about in just a second after we wrap up our top five but uh i will say for bloodshot today at the 230 screening on the uni uh on the amc at universal city walk 230 one person <laughs> so one person went to that film so good times i i they uh really were taking that hundred person or uh a rule to heart there 
I don't know. I've enjoyed it sometimes where it's like you and your friends are the only people in the theater because then you can like have your own commentary, <laughs> not worry about bothering other people. <laughs> uh, all right. Coming back in at number four for our top five this week, Invisible Man at $6 million. And then rounding it out was the other new film that came out this week, uh, The Hunt at $5.3 million. And I saw The Hunt as well. I will say of the two films, Bloodshot and The Hunt, I enjoyed The Hunt more. It's not a great film by any stretch of the imagination, but it, at least it was, I found myself more entertained by that than I did by Bloodshot. Uh, also, Frank, I wanted to comment back on something you said for Bloodshot of that it was very 90s. What's the problem <laughs> with it being 90s-esque? Yes. Lay it on us, Carrie. Well, why why is it bad if it's nineties s vibe? Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, is the nineties a bad you know, thing? Well, it reminds me of like the shadow or the phantom. Uh, Those were fun. You know, where it's just uh, <laughs> uh, not. I mean, no. There's there's moments in them that are entertaining, but overall, it, it, I I walked away disappointed because I feel like they just didn't. Because they could quite, do better. They could do better. Yeah. And fair. this one, yeah, uh, this one just with the plot, yeah, it, it just it just felt it was coming out of like 1995. I'm like, yep, all right, just with a little bit sweeter graphics package, but otherwise, it was a, it was a lot of a, humor though. I remember laughing a lot in that movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> but not it was laughing like, at it, laughing with it. If you, not, I don't think Bloodshot, Bloodshot, not a really well-known comic book property. Yeah. But no. I still think in 2020, we've come to the point now where you can you can embrace all the crazy things about your comic book property. There's no reason to kind of be uh, like reserved about what you're showing. Because yeah. I think audiences are expected now. They can buy into it easier. They've seen all these incredible things. So they're like, yeah, I can get into this. And yeah. Bloodshot, the way that they don't even let him look like the character in the comic until the very end of the movie and only for a hot second. Because uh, the character is all, his skin is completely white with the big red circle out of it. And that only happens oh, barely at the end yeah, of the movie. Yeah, it's like that very, very end and that's not even like, all right. Hey, well, Janine, sorry if I say it wrong, Janine Bryce in the chat said, 90s vibes are always good. So thank you for that in the chat. <laughs> uh, Neil That's why people love Venom. Right? I like Venom too. Uh, they said, no. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't delay all the movies that came out this weekend. So, and then, oh, Janine also adds 90s action is always ridiculous fun. I'll mostly agree with that. Maybe not always. <laughs> oh. But you know what? I haven't read the comic and Frank hearing what you're saying about it. I would say that is an unfortunate development for it in terms of if you can, which nowadays with film, you can do like anything. They should have made the more extremeness of the comic and make go for the look. But this is, this is part one. Maybe there'll be more. <laughs> but no, trust me, because... Yeah, but you saw at the end of the film, he's still back just looking like your boy Vin Diesel. So, you know, I don't know if it's the filmmaker's choice, Vin's choice saying like, I don't want to be in white makeup yeah. this whole movie. 
you know, just, you know, let me just do it at the end for a hot second. So I don't know whose decision it was, but okay. wasn't a great one, I thought. Um, the, uh, oh, man, I might get old Wi-Fi, but the uh, the hunt, uh, I just want to say real quick, Betty, Betty Gilpin, uh, he's kind of the, the hero of the film. I thought she was great. I thought she was the best part of that about that film and this this movie gave her a, a chance to have a really a role that really popped in the film so big shout out to betty Gilpin. i think it's worth checking out just for what she does in the film uh neela jay in the chat said the hunt was entertaining yes it's not a great film it's not there's you know it's it's very superficial so there are ideas that would be interesting on there but they never really drill deep in any of them so that, you know, so you have to take that with, a, you know. Yeah. Grain of salt, yeah. But overall, it's just 30 minutes in the theater. I think we're having yeah. a, yeah. 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 Uh, I was gonna say, what's number five? five? Did there. we say five? Of course, we did our box office bet there on. on... Yes. Yeah. On the bloodshot. Okay. So our, yeah. our sweet box office. Yeah, I think we all uh... aim way too high on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yes, that is for sure. So uh, <laughs> I, I've got to. Uh, oh, I got to pull up my. I don't, I didn't, I, my notes are on my phone, which I'm using to record this fantastic show. So I can't get access to the numbers there, but somebody won somebody lost. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was wasn't me because I was in the middle. So I feel good. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. I don't care about that. It's all right. I well, think, you and I both saw it anyway. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Stardrew uh, said I <laughs> lost the bet. Thank you, Stardrew, oh. in the chat. Well, look at that. Stardew coming Bader in with the knowledge. Oh, and then also, Frank, we got a little bit of throwback here. Emma Raygun's in the chat says, the important thing about Bloodshot was the vibe of the character, not the comic accuracy, which I feel we could do an entire show on almost that concept of if something looks like the comic or not, which it's a very, that one's, them fighting words of like, that's a debate. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess immediately what comes to my head is uh, the uh, first X-Men film where they're all in like black leather instead of yellow spandex as they make a joke about in the movie. Yes. But they totally capture what the X-Men are without looking comic accurate. Yeah. But I still remember being bummed out by the black spandex. It was for us. <laughs> I mean, it was... I mean, there were issues aside with that first X-Men film, but there were some things that were nice to see them on screen. Hugh Jackman really popped his Wolverine. Yeah. But, you know, still you're like, okay, this is our, our we're, hey, we got to treat this seriously. We can't be in costumes. That's ridiculous. And so I felt like that that's the vibe that Bloodshot gave me as well. It's like, okay. hey, yeah, he's mm -hmm. he's back from the dead, rejuvenated by nanotech. He, his skin turns white because of it, but no, 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 no. We don't want to do that. In the film that's crazy if in these white white uh really pasty white throughout the film yeah um there we go stardrew said brie won the bet by the way look at her and uh <laughs> i'm sure she's shout out to right now celebrating brianna phipps yeah she couldn't not yeah. be here today but she uh she's out getting some some supplies for the afterbus family 
So uh, shout out to Brianna Phipps. Oh. I, will, I will convey to her that she has won the bet. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and, and Brandon, I want to let you know that quite a few people in the chat are concerned that someone's going to break in behind you. <laughs> something like that. Don't worry, I have it locked. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you start seeing that door handle you know, jostle behind you, we'll, we'll let you go. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get uh, the chair and put it under the handle. Yeah, well, you know the movie The Hunt. I'm living it right now. I'm hiding, <laughs> hiding from my captors, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> They're coming. They're coming for you. Uh, yeah. So, folks, we talked a little bit there for a hot second about F9 moving to a year. That's not the only film that moved along. I mean, we also saw that James Bond moved in November. Mulan, yeah. The Quiet Place 2, they have moved indefinitely in to the future yeah. at some point, waiting to see how things sort out. But uh, F9 decided to say, hey, guess what, guys? We're, we're staying right now. We're going all the way to April of next year. When you guys heard the news, how did you feel? Well, so in my theater, my my friend, I don't know if she's caught up to date with the all the Fast Furious movies, uh, but she was really digging the trailer, and I leaned over and was like, yeah, we got to wait till next year. She's like, no, and I'm all me too, because I hadn't really seen the trailer till the before Bloodshot. And I'm like, this looks so good. And now I have to wait. Also, I would add, nobody can ever make fun of a Bollywood movie. After watching the trailer for Fast 9, I'm like, this is, but this is why we love it. It's so over the top. And we're like, yes, give me more. Or like, get the popcorn. No, that's true. I mean, Brandon, do you think they needed to move all the way to April next year? That's a little they far. Just move to like late August? Or the fall. Like, yeah, summer, August, September. Uh, I mean, I know what Hobbs and Shaw came out in August of last year. So I feel like you've set the precedent. Oh, look at that. You've set the precedent uh, that, hey, we can open up a Fast and Furious film even in late summer. So I was hoping they'd at least take that as a place mark. But they went all in April of next year. Yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised that they pushed it a full year. And I think even not too long before they made that announcement, Vin Diesel came out and said that they weren't going to move it at all, that now is a time more than ever that people needed movies. And then, like, I guess I saw another tweet, like, a few hours later that said, oh, we're pushing it back a full year. I'm like, no, no, I get it. It makes sense. But no. It's just why I was dry. I'm wondering, like, could since everything is so uncertain and i know that it's probably they have to pick a specific date could they be more like in a holding pattern of like well let's wait and see how things go because if things get better in a month or if it takes six months for things to calm down could they like wait or can they say april and if things get better sooner than they planned could they go oh wait never mind we're gonna bring it and it's coming out on christmas so. they could I mean, I feel like Mulan and The Quiet Place 2 are kind of taking that route, which I do like that they're just like, we're just going to hold it for a little while, see what, yeah. how everything shakes out, and then we'll announce a new date. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, when I found out about Furious 9, or F9, oh, that was a dagger to my heart. Uh, it's, uh, and understandably, the Asian market made up, at least I know for uh, Fate of the Furious, $185 million of its opening box office total. Oof. So it is a huge market for them. 
So understandably, so they want to be able to get the most bang for the yeah. buck when they release. But man, a whole year just seems overly cautious to me. Well, and so they that also, they could. They, they could change it, but they also came out with like a full press release committing to next April. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was very interesting where all these other movies, like you said, are taking a different route, pushing it indefinitely, maybe things get better around uh, the holiday season you could definitely see a mulan coming out around that time maybe a quiet place coming out in october yeah. something like that so i want to I ask mean, we'll actually, to wait and see. brandon i want to ask on uh, all three of you really i mean what's so fascinating about this you can't as a studio you don't have like the option to always put it in another release date for this year like the idea with the fast furious 10 that might have been the only date they could move to if they actually wanted to do it in theaters. I feel like this is such an unprecedented uh, event because it's a non-discriminant uh, disease or, or thing going around. Mm -hmm. Like it's not—it's not the idea that oh, this person took this this movie took a hit from the box office because the NCAA tournament was this weekend or something other. It's like this is going to affect everything, and I just don't think that the box office has really ever faced anything quite like it. Yeah, that's a really fair point. Um, you know, it, every, it's, it's almost a science, really, how um, these studios determine when to release certain movies. And there's a very elaborate schedule of every single release date for every single weekend of the year. And you're right. Uh, maybe there just isn't a feasible spot open for F9 to be released this year. So they just decided to push it back a full year because even if they wanted to release it, in October, November, December, or even January, there's maybe just no availability there where they wouldn't be competing with some other big movie or some other factors are at play. So I could definitely see that as another reason for pushing it all the way back to next April. So I think that's actually a really good point. Uh, we got in the chat, sorry if I'm saying this wrong, great, great. Um, I think they're taking into account uh, marketing and doing it too soon could be more expensive and pushing it to next year is upfront costs for tv ads so that could be a thing too that's a great point gary I, I i think the the other thing is you know there's this whole idea of like oh why don't they just put whatever movie on netflix or on a streaming service and i think what a lot of people don't understand is that these studios have deals with the theaters like they've they've signed deals for them to come out. Like the the, mm -hmm. the theater has set aside uh, movie theater time to put and project their film on screen. So it's not as simple as that. So I think everyone who wants you know Mulan to come out on Disney Plus, that's not really an option for the time being. Uh, and it's it's interesting because you know Frozen Two was just put on Disney Plus. So I think Rise of Skywalker is already available to watch on on demand, but for a lot of these people that are saying like this is the time just put them all on the streaming services that's not always an option yeah especially when you're spending 200 plus million dollars on a movie uh you're leaving a lot of money on the table just dropping it on streaming and not releasing it in theaters no actually i, I was gonna there. say another movie one an announcement but now i'm like i don't know where it's going down uh for those of you watching who've watched for a really long time now because this was a couple of years ago i worked on a horror movie i was the assistant director on the indie horror movie we have a release date which is april 10th 
but I don't know how that's going to be so affected now. I'm like, oh, great. We really want people to come out and see the movie. But with things the way they are now, I don't know if we're going to try to get the date changed or what. What's it called, Carrie? Yes, the movie. Thank you. Uh, the movie <laughs> I worked on is called Followed. And it's about a YouTuber that debunks and doesn't really believe in haunted stuff and does videos on it, which is it's really fun and cool. And then he goes to a hotel that's haunted and things don't quite go as planned. Wow. Well, whatever, whatever that sounds great, end. actually. Wait, go ahead. One at a time. Yeah, what was that, Frank? <laughs> oh, I just wanted to say, Carrie, what happens at the end? Well, <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, she's just giving you a mean look, I think. <laughs> Either that or she's frozen. I can't tell anymore. <laughs> but I think that sounds really great. Well, uh, uh, speaking of the movies, though, there was, uh, they're predicting between from January now through May that the global box office is going to be losing at least $17 billion because of what's been going on right now. So, yikes. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. So I could see why studios may be thinking, hey, let's, uh, let's move our dates around to get the maximum amount of impact from this. Here's my question for y'all. Uh, folks, holy cow, we are, uh, go Ryan. I want to ask a quick question. Uh, just, you know, we're thinking a lot about the studios and certain movies coming out losing money. Um, I'm, I'm even thinking about the theater chains. I used to work at a theater for a few years, AMC Dine-In, and, you know, just no one's coming to the theater to see anything new. Is this a time to just stick with what is out or do you start playing like some retro films? Do you start playing some old time movies just to entice people to come in? Like, what would you do if you owned a theater right now? Yeah, that's I mean, really uh, interesting. I, um, I I feel like playing old films would be the the best thing you could do at this point. Yeah, certainly. I know that obviously the theaters will have to pay for the rights to those films, but at the same time. Um, if you do it strategically enough uh, and get and try to get as many people into theater as you can, you it could you could definitely um, see them getting some profits uh, from that as opposed to not doing anything or playing uh, Bloodshot for the eighth week in a row. So. <laughs> I know they're bringing out uh, Braveheart in the next week or two uh, for you know to celebrate the anniversary of the film. So uh, you know. For, for some people, the chance to see Braveheart on the big screen may be enticing enough to be like, hey, yeah, let's go to the theater. Yeah, I think any um, any kind of gimmick or trick that they could use, obviously, the but while also still being cautious and safe and taking the right precautions, they can definitely, I, I if I were running a theater chain, I would definitely look into any possibility to, to just keep the lights on at this point, because this is a this crazy, unprecedented thing, so... Uh, so Brandon, does does Mel Gibson is he high enough in the action <laughs> food chain for you to want to go uh, to uh, the theater? Or are you gonna like no? Mm, I don't know. It feels like kind of a loaded question uh, with Mel Gibson. Uh, he's a very <laughs> talented director, and uh, it depends on the movie. Braveheart, Braveheart is like a modern classic, so maybe. What if it was a lethal Lethal Weapon one and two double feature? It's uh, another maybe, I'll say. Another maybe. <laughs> maybe. Nah, another maybe. Don't I don't want to commit to anything going. just yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. 
I'm trying to think somebody else other than Tom Cruise that would make you leave your self-quarantine to go to the theater. Hmm. Maybe if they release another Star Wars movie next week, I would have to consider it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. Uh, I, don't, Rhino... I, don't, I don't know what could get me either. I, I feel like I, it would take a lot for me to leave the self-quarantine. Um, it's really an unprecedented time, y'all. Well, uh, what if they said, hey, we're going to put out The Rise of Skywalker, the original J.J. Uh, Abrams cut? I'm there. Yeah. I mean, or the uh, <laughs> Colin Trevorrow version. Right, the Trevorrow version. I'd I jump into a crowd of a thousand people to see the Colin Trevorrow version. I'd hug a thousand people to see the Colin Trevorrow version. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. That, that's, that's huge. Any up. I saw Ryan, he only gave me elbows. I didn't even get a fist bump. So that's a big deal. <laughs> wow. Man, yeah, sorry, uh, guys. We should uh, <laughs> uh, we should get ready to wrap up the show because I, I, you know, again, we're going to be taking a couple weeks off, but we're going to be back April fifth for Trolls World Tour. I know Brandon's excited to talk about it. He's heavily invested in the the first Trolls movie, so heavily, be heavily a lot invested. Of passion. Is that the one with Justin Timberlake? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shout out to Justin don't Timberlake. Don't act like you don't know. No. <laughs> I, I will say there's like one stupid joke from the trailers for that movie. I think he like goes to give somebody a fist bump and he just grabs his hand and says gear shift and goes and uh, that just killed me. Uh, I cannot believe you, go, you uh, remembered that. <laughs> oh, I remember it. Brandon's there. And shout out to Carrie Lane, who I think we lost uh, connection so, with. You know, folks. No worries. Uh, so, folks, between now and then. You know, uh, feel free to start coming up with your ideas. We're coming up with ours for our box office bet. We'll be doing that April 5th. We'll come up with something fun to do that's trolls related for uh, the loser to have to do for that film. So if you have ideas as well, hit us up. And if you want to do that, uh, if you want to stay in touch with any of us, oh, look, she's back. Yay. Just for the sign time. <laughs> yes. Like us on Facebook. Oh. Give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up while you're there. Two, three, four, Woo. five, six, seven. Uh, but thank you everybody for hopping in the chat thank you for your patience while we try this new thing out as we zoom to your place so you can watch this all but if you want to stay in touch with any of us even after the show's over ryan thank you for your expertise this this hour where can they find you you can find me at ryan nilson on twitter r-y-n-i-l-s-e-n ryan nilson instagram and star wars news every thursday at 4 p.m on the popcorn talk network And you Ooh, can find Brandon. me. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm cutting Brandon off. No, no, Carrie, no, you go before we lose. <laughs> I'm gonna do it before it cuts out again. Yes. Yeah. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. Westworld After Show is starting tonight as well, so tune in for that. And also, I have an anime after show talking about My Hero Academia, as well as Sword Art Online over on the AfterBuzz Animation Channel. Yes, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BrandonHanna07, and I will also be doing the Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist after show tonight at 10 p.m. Pacific time. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep trying to do this thing from inside my closet and see how well it goes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, folks, start putting your money together because we might need to pay Brandon's ransom to free him in case uh, those kidnappers finally take him away. Oh. Uh... <laughs> um, uh, follow, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie, folks. 
that's going to do it. We're going to see you April 5th. Uh, things change if the Trolls World Tour decides to move their dates. We might move ours, but it seems like that's not going to happen. So we'll be back April 5th. We hope you will as well. Until then, go see some movies, whether at home or in the theater, wherever you feel comfortable. Yeah. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.